today on Anchored in the Word. You're saying, yeah, but I'm, I'm too busy. I'm doing this. Listen, let me tell you something. The ancients, the Bereans, were more busy than you are. The women had to work from sun up to sun down just, to, just so people could live. The men had to do the same just so they could carry on. They didn't have washing machines. Some people, the rich people, had servants. The other people could do that. We have washing machines. We have dishwashers, air conditioners, heaters. You don't have to make a fire. Right? All these things are done for us. Why? So we can have more time. is Anchored in the Word, the radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Coastlands in Eatontown, New Jersey, with our pastor and teacher, Bill Beckelman. The Bible is a holy book unlike any other that's ever been written. It's true. It's God's Word, and we find all the help we need to endure life's challenges when we study it. In today's message, Pastor Bill will remind us that it's a privilege to be able to study the Bible. We should never take that privilege for granted, and we can't afford to neglect it. At the close of Pastor Bill's message, I'll be sharing with you how you can get a copy of today's broadcast of Anchored in the Word. Subscribe to the podcast or simply get in touch with us. Now, here's Pastor Bill in Acts chapter 17 with today's edition of Anchored in the Word. One of the lowest points of my life, it was 1982, probably something like that. I had a form of godliness denying the power thereof. I prayed to receive Lord in 1976, read the Bible twice through, and really believed that there was a God in heaven at that point. It was unbelievable. But yet, I didn't get in fellowship. I wasn't reading the scripture. I stopped reading the Bible, and I wasn't going to church. Hence, I went back into the world. But here I was, fast forward, uh, 76 to 82, what is that, six years or something like that? And I'm, I'm laying on my bed on a... During the day, I was laid off from work at that point, and I was just in pain. You know, the pain it was that I was going through because of my life had fallen apart at that point. I'll just leave it at that. My, my life had fallen apart. Folks, I know what that feels like when your life falls apart. And every day, your life existed, you're in pain the whole time. Not physical, emotional pain. I remember thinking about taking my life. I disassembled my shotgun. I had a, a double barrel shotgun that I used for hunting, and I took it apart on purpose because I didn't want to. I knew that that was wrong to kill yourself, but I didn't want to make it so it was easy. I just had to put the shells in and pull and you know do that. So I took it apart in a sober moment, meaning emotionally sober. I took that apart, but I remember laying there one day, and I tried to cut, I tried to get rid of the pain by going out and drinking and doing different things to try and get rid of the pain. And that numbed it for a while. And, uh, but then I always realized that I had to wake up the next day, and there was the same pain. It was there to meet me the next day. So I'm having that pain there, and I'm, I'm talking to God that day. And I cried out to God, and I was, I was having a conversation with God. And, and you know what God said to me? God said, you haven't talked to me in years. And I thought, that's right. But I didn't even miss talking to him, apparently, because my life was going so well. I mean, all the things that, you know, that, that they say that happened. I had a decent job. I had purchased a, a house, and, 
you know, and, and, and all this stuff and, and all these things are going right. And it just kind of fell apart. I had friends, kind of fell apart. But I didn't need God, apparently. I wasn't searching the scriptures daily. I'd stopped reading the Bible. But God spoke to me that day. And I, I how, how could I deny that? And it wasn't in the Bible. It was a still small voice. And it, I know it was him. So I, I went over to my closet, and I was digging through this box. I had this box of stuff in my closet, and I'm, I'm digging through because I knew I had a Bible in there somewhere. Somebody had given me a Bible as a gift, and I went and dug through there, and sure enough, I pulled this thing out. And I had tried, folks, everything to get rid of the pain that I was going through in my life, trying to, to just to make it go away. And they didn't have the stuff that they have now, by the way, that they're giving people to get rid of that feeling, okay? It's a temporary thing at best. My problem was I was separated from God. So I opened that book. And I, I started reading that Bible. And I'm going to tell you, this, this was almost instantaneous, as I recall. It's been a long time ago. But as I recall, I started reading from the Psalms. I didn't know it then. I just started reading the Bible. And this, this thing, as I recall, it just started up here at the top of my head and just kind of flooded me just like that. This peace just flooded me just like that from the top to the bottom. The peace that I've been looking for, the, the, the getting rid of that pain, that's what I was looking for. I didn't know I was lacking peace, but that's what it was. But I read, this, I read these scriptures, and boy, it just went like that, and just, it was gone. All, all those, those feelings and stuff was gone, and there was a, this is my comfort, my affliction, your word has given me life. And it happened that quick. And you'd think, by the way, that if that, you had an experience like that, surely you'd get the connecting of the dots. You'd never had that problem again, you'd think, right? That's not my testimony. But I'm just telling you, making the point that there's comfort and encouragement in God's word. We're going everywhere else when we're in pain. A lot of the times, as Christians even, to get rid of that pain, to, to, to get the peace that we're looking for. And we need to connect with the Prince of Peace. You connect with him through his word. And that's what I was experiencing that day. And that's what I do when I, when I counsel people. I, I'll take them and they'll come in, they're hurting, they're everything else, and I'll, I'll open the Bible and I'll get them to read Psalm 1950. I'll get them to read several scriptures as we're going through, talk about what they mean. And here's what happens most of the time, almost every time. People will come in here a lot of times just holding on to the thread of their life, and then they'll leave encouraged. And by the way, when I get them to leave, I know what made them encouraged. And it wasn't me, the wonderful counselor, which I'm not. That's only Jesus. But I know it's because we've gotten into his word because he says, your word has given me life. Now, what I do is I give them an assignment. I didn't like calling it that. I still haven't figured out what to call it. But it's a, it's a worksheet. I hate that name too because it sounds like work, right? But it's a sheet that gets them into the Bible. That's all it is. It's a topical teaching on getting you in the Bible. Look this scripture up. And I tell them, when you do this, when you and ask, it'll ask you a question. And then it'll take you to a place in the Bible. It'll give you a scripture. I want you to write that scripture and look it up in your Bible. And I want you to physically write that. No, not the keys, not the computer. I want you to write it out. You know, we can still do that. We have pens and pencils. Write it out. There's something that happens when you do this. I want you to write that scripture out because I know that God will minister to people through his word every single time. And you know something, folks? I have the hardest time getting people to do their homework. It's the most frustrating thing to me because I can't fix anybody. And I know that they've come here and they, you know, like sort of like you go to a counseling appointment and you go there and you, you spend, there's no money to come here, but 
But you go and you spend the money, whatever it is, an hour now, and they sit there and, and let you talk about yourself or whatever. I don't, maybe you feel better about that, but the Bible will make you feel different. And they think, well, I gotta, I'm getting that feeling back. I got to go back and see the pastor. That is not going to work. You see, what God does is he, he brings us to a place where in a pile we have a lack of peace because what that is designed to do is give us an opportunity, opportunity to be introduced to him, to who he is to be in your life, who he is to be in my life. And he's chosen to use this book to bring that to pass. You cannot skip this step. Now, some people, some Christians are like, well, I've got to read my Bible because, you know, I'm a Christian. And I've got to read my Bible. See, it's got to be, it can't be, it cannot be a got to. It's got to be a get to. You get to read your Bible, not that you've got to read your Bible. And there's a God component in there. And so we have to be honest here. If you're at the place where you're not reading your Bible and and you're feeling, maybe you're feeling guilty. You should be in a sense. I guess you should be. But the idea is God doesn't, you know, God doesn't, he's not mad at you for that. But you're saying, yeah, but I'm I'm too busy. I'm doing this. Listen, let me tell you something. The ancients, the Bereans, were more busy than you are. The women had to work from sun up to sun down just just so people could live. The men had to do the same just so they could carry on. They didn't have washing machines. Some people, the rich people, had servants to other people could do that. We have washing machines. We have dishwashers, air conditioners, heaters. You don't have to make a fire. Right? All these things are done for us. Why? So we can have more time to do what? To play video games or to, you know, watch TV. Man, we got to get a bigger one, right? The thing, how much, how big can they go? But what I'm saying is we have all this time, but we say we have no time. Oh, it's, you're choosing to use your time for something else. You're going somewhere else for your encouragement. You're going somewhere else for your comfort. You're going to find out that there isn't real comfort to be found there. But more importantly, or as importantly, John 5.39 says this, why we should go to the scriptures daily. Why we should go to the scriptures daily. John 5.39. Jesus speaking to people that read the scriptures. All right, So they read the scriptures, these people. I don't know if they were reading it as a got to, whatever it was, but they were reading the scriptures And in John 5, 39, Jesus said this. He said, you search the scriptures for in them you think that you have, you think you have eternal life. And these are they, the scriptures are they which testify of me. So what I want to say to you is point number four, and very importantly, you know, we have a personal relationship with Jesus. Come to know him in a deeper way. That should be what our life should be about while we're here on earth. Because listen, to know him is to love him. And become acquainted with him, again, he changes people. You know, there are some people that you act a certain way when you're in their presence. You know, there's actually certain people that are influential that, you know, you want to be like them. You know, you want to be like them. Jesus is the one that does that. He's, he's, (laughs) you spend time with him and you want to be like him. He's an admirable person. He's, he, he's the only perfect one. And you become acquainted with him through the scriptures. Now, when you go to the scriptures, you know, re- with the heart of readiness, you need to be understand that you're going to go meet somebody there. 
And the one you're going to meet there is nobody less than the king of kings, the, the prince of peace, and he's the one who created you. And the one, by the way, who has a plan for your life, specifically tailor-made for you. And he wants to speak to you, right? He wants to meet you right where you are. You can come to know Jesus through the scriptures. That's why we need to read the scriptures daily. And then number five, 2 Timothy 3.15. 2 Timothy 3.15. And by the way, this isn't an exhaustive uh, list by any means. 2 Timothy 3.15 says, and that, you, and that from childhood you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. This idea of making one wise. This idea of being wise. And wisdom is, is something that's it's, it's more than intelligence. It's the ability to, to have answers for situations of the day and then to, to walk those out. Now, I'm going to read something to you from Proverbs chapter 2. I'm going to read that to you. You can turn there if you want, but Proverbs chapter 2. Talking about this idea of wisdom. My son, if you receive my words and treasure my commands within you so that you incline your ear to wisdom and apply your heart to understanding, yes, if you cry out for discernment and lift up your voice for understanding, if you seek her as silver and search for her as for hidden treasures, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He stores up sound wisdom for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uprightly. He guards the path of justice and preserves the way of his saints. Then you will understand righteousness and justice, equity and every good path, when wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is pleasant to your soul. Discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you to deliver you from the way of evil, from the man who speaks perverse things, from those who leave the path of uprightness to walk in the ways of darkness, who rejoice in doing evil and delight in the perversity of the wicked, whose ways are crooked and who are devious in their paths, to deliver you from the immoral woman, from the seductress who flatters with her words who forsakes the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house leads down to death and her paths to the dead. None who go to her return, nor do they regain the paths of life. So you may walk in the way of goodness and keep to the path of righteousness. For the upright will dwell in the land and the blameless will remain in it, but the wicked will be cut off from the earth and the unfaithful will be uprooted from it. There's wisdom to be found in the scriptures, but hear this, it's not just good information. What happens is a person reads the Bible on a regular basis, searching the scriptures daily, is a transformation happens. The person changes. It's amazing, folks, but there's not just good wisdom on how to live in the Bible. This book actually has a way of transforming a human being, a person. It has an effect on a person. In the same way that I described and it was a simple way to put it. I opened that book, started reading it, and I was flooded with peace from the top to the bottom. I'm not saying that's going to happen to you right off the bat. That's what God used in my life to show me this illustration of how this works, that I needed him in my life, and he's to be found in this word. This is a book unlike any other book, 
And it's supposedly the number one bestseller of all time. But I will say this to you. I will go on a limb because I have no, nothing to back this up other than observation of my own. That It's the most underread book. In other words, all the copies, for all the copies that have been sold through time, it's probably the most neglected book of all time. And that shouldn't be the case with us. It just shouldn't be. Now, here's what I would say to you. This was not intended to make you feel guilty or bad about yourself at all. It's not at all. Here's what I want to say to you. We're seeing in other people, the Bereans, who this was their lifestyle. And we see there was a benefit. God pointed them out. And and the question becomes then, is that what you desire? That's all. That's what we're talking about. You know, do you want to become a Berean? Do you want the word of God to be what it claims to be in your life? You say, well, I read the word of God every day, but I'm not getting anything out of it. Okay, let's be honest about it in that regard. So let's do something about it. Let's, let's, not, let's not be content where we are. You know, let's, you know, we all need encouragement. We all need comfort from time to time. We all need to hear the truth over and over again. So maybe some of us are wavering, you know. Well, I do believe that, you know. But the steady diet of the word of God will line you up with, you'll be thinking like God thinks. I'm not saying you'll become a God. I'm saying that his thinking is all found in this word. And then there's a transformation that happens to the person. You don't have to fix yourself. You don't have to fix yourself. But what I've found that the Bible doesn't force itself on me. Mine doesn't anyway. I don't know about your story. But my Bible does not force itself upon me. I don't wake up in the morning with a Bible on my face when I first wake up. Like it flew into my room or something. It doesn't do that. Now, I do sometimes wake up and I'm having the Bible go through my mind and heart. Because I want to say this to you, this point of it's not just that you need to go through the Bible. Because some people, you got to get through the Bible every year, once a day. And, and that's a great thing, by the way. It takes me a lot longer than that to get through the Bible, to be honest with you, for me personally. Pray for me. Maybe I should be doing it four or five times a year. But for me, it takes longer. I'm praising the Lord that me and my wife, we read the Bible at night together, try to do a chapter a night, and, and we just... We started, we started again. We finished for the first time, 22 years of marriage. And we didn't start 22 years ago. But we got this idea. I think it was like five years. It might be longer. I'm afraid to even wonder. I wrote the date down the second time we're going through. So I'll know next time. It took forever, though. But you know what? We're still here, and we, we, we did it. And we know that there is a benefit to that, not just for us individually, but for our, for our marriage. Because God promises that his word is different than any other book. There's a transforming power that happens as we go through his word. So we're all going to start somewhere. Now, we're, we're all at different places. But I, I, I would say to you, no matter how good of a place that you are with, with the Lord, don't settle for that. Because this message is for you too. Remember the first service, some, some, some person came out to me and said, um, he said, Oh, this is a good message for this person I'm witnessing to. I'm thinking, don't fall into that trap. I didn't say anything to him, but I, you know, it's like, no, this message is for you because you're here. This message is for us. So what I would say to you is let's trust God. In other words, someone say, well, I don't have an appetite. Let's trust God that he'll give you an appetite. You know what I mean? We do the things that we desire to do, don't we, a lot of times. We're not disciplined enough not to do the things that we have to, that we should do, for our benefit. But I want to say something to you about the Word of God. It's an acquired taste. So if you don't have a taste for the Word of God, it's, it's like other things where you, you, you just have to like take a little step at a time, you know? You know, it's like exercising. 
But what I found out once in my life, I was really into this thing of, of uh, working out. And you know what I found out? The more that I did it, the more that I wanted to do it. And I got to the point where I was doing two a days, working out twice a day. And I'm thinking, now that seems like, who was that person? But the point is, it was an acquired thing because I was seeing benefits. And, and this is a good illustration. It says this about bodily exercise in the Bible, in Timothy. It's profitable. Bodily exercise is profitable. But godliness is profitable on all things. See, see, you can exercise your body all you want, two a day, three a days, everything else. But guess what? That body's going to get buried. That body's going back to dust. You came from dirt, you're going back to the dirt. But the other thing, the spiritual side of you, the spirit side, which is gets nourished by the word of God, is going to carry on forever. It's a long-lasting benefit. But it's, you have to start somewhere. Pick up that weight, you know, that, that little one-pound weight. Just start. Don't care if somebody's going to laugh at you for doing that. Just start reading. Here's a good thing for you. If you don't have a regular way to read in the Bible, here's a good way. Because some people don't do it because they don't know how to start. Do this. There are 31 Proverbs, right? Oh, man, there's so much wisdom in Proverbs. I've read one for you today, right? But what you can do, because if you miss one, you don't feel guilty. Like you do the 18th, and then tomorrow will be the 19th, and then the 20th. And pretty soon you've gone through the whole, in one month, you'll go through the whole book of Proverbs. Don't stop. Go back and start at Proverbs 1 again. Now, if that's all you did, if you exercise that for one year, you will see yourself transform just as you go through the, try it. Take me up on this. For one year, start, start today. If you missed one, don't feel guilty about it. Just stay on the day that it is. Okay, so you missed one. Go to the 20, if it's the 21st, read the 21st. Don't try to read two, you know, oh, I missed three days. I gotta, just read the day that you're on and ask the Lord to speak to you. Prepare the heart. Come with all readiness to hear from God and just go through, and I, go through the Proverbs. That's how you start. And you, next thing you know, you'll find yourself having an appetite for the word of God and you don't want to put it down. And you'll find that life then becomes what used to take you away from the word will be a hindrance to what you're doing with the word, with the Lord. You see what I'm saying? But that's an acquired thing. Just a place for you to start. Don't be content where you are with the Lord. But there's a reason why he wants us to search the scriptures daily. You don't earn your salvation by doing that. Hope that's clear. It has nothing to do with that. Salvation is a free gift that you receive for the asking, all right? But now he wants you to grow. Once you become a Christian, he wants you to grow in him. He wants you to have a personal relationship with you. And that is found through the Holy Scriptures, searching the Scriptures daily. We can change the world. The world around you will change. We have what we have at our disposal. God's given us everything that we need to succeed. Today's message on Anchored in the Word is part of a larger series covering the book of Acts. Pastor Bill has been walking with us verse by verse through the history of the early church, sharing the struggles they faced along with their triumphs. He's also been emphasizing the one thing that held them together through it all, and what continues to do so for the church today, the Holy Spirit. Jesus' words as he departed the world were to wait for the Holy Spirit to come. That's exactly what the apostles did. They waited, but then jumped right into ministry as soon as they received this promised gift. Have you received the Holy Spirit? 
He's part of the package of salvation, a gift from Jesus, when you accept forgiveness for your sins. The Holy Spirit dwells in each person, guiding their steps and whispering truth and love in their soul. If you've yet to make this decision, we'd love to talk with you and answer any questions you may have. Our phone number here at Anchored in the Word is 732-544-2225. That number again is 732-544-2225. We'd like to encourage you to get involved in a local church as well. And if you're in the Eatontown area, we invite you to make Calvary Chapel Coastlands that place. Find service times and directions through our website, anchoredintheword.com. Thanks for tuning in today. We pray that you remain moored in sound doctrine and anchored in the Word.